Hey guys, and I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm Hope Lamberson, and I am giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations, interviews that brings grace and truth and freedom to every person that tunes in. Thanks for subscribing and tuning in, and let's get started. Hey guys, happy September and thanks for tuning in for Straight Talk with Hope podcast found on Apple iTunes, Spotify, as well as other social media platforms all across the world. Uh, Wherever you're listening from, we love for you to leave us a review, share any of our podcast episodes on your socials with friends and family. Thanks for giving us a shout out as well as a tag. Hey, you are in for a treat today. We are actually uh, visiting with two friends that are educators, mothers, they're women of God, and we are driving in the car right now. They are from Texas, and I'm here locally, and we're driving in the car, and so my uh, volume on myself sounds a little bit muffled, if you will, but they sound nice, crisp, and clean and clear, and so... I can't wait for you to meet some of these ladies and just hear the vision that God has put on their heart um, and what they're about. And so our guests today are Jill and Jamie. They're two teachers that decided that teachers deserved more. They needed more. Teacher Be Still is now a space created with all kinds of educators in mind. Their prayer is that teachers will find encouragement and inspiration to take care of themselves and make their wellness a priority. We know it's hard, but they are here for you. Jill and Jamie also have established Teacher Be Still is a community of teachers from all walks of life and all kinds of educational backgrounds. They found it by teachers for teachers, and they're on a mission to provide encouragement and wellness for all different types of educators. They believe that it's essential to aspire and equip teachers to protect their spiritual, physical, and mental health. Their prayer is that educators will realize their value reaches far beyond the walls of the classroom. You guys, I can't wait for you to meet Jill and Jamie. Let's dive in deep all the way from Texas and see what these chicks are up to. Thanks for tuning in. I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm Hope Lamberson, and we are so stoked that we have some amazing guests that are newly friends of mine. Um, One of them I met last year, and we'll talk about that a little bit. And then one is a new friend that you get to hear from today as well. They are both teachers and educators. By this point of the podcast, you've already heard their bio that we just talked about, but I am so excited that we are approaching, I just say, a new season, y'all. Fall is upon us, and I'm so excited for all things fall, from pumpkin spice lattes, colder sweater, weather, weather, and just everything, fall decor. So it is one of my favorite times. And today, you guys, you know, wherever you're listening from, I'm super thankful that so many of you have subscribed to the podcast on Apple iTunes and you tune in literally globally. We are not just in USA, but we are in four to five other countries around the world. So I'm so stoked that you get to hear from so many influencers that I know that I have come to and love and follow, even on their social media, to see how they are impacting the world, doing what it is that God has put in their heart to do. 
And so um, today you are in for a treat. Like I said, I've got on the line here with me uh, Jill Miller and also Jamie Harrison, all the way from Texas. Ladies, what is up? What's up? We are so glad to have y'all here today. And, you know, as I was thinking about today's episode and podcast, and our listeners know we do these things in hashtags, but before we kind of get started so they can kind of hear about the hashtag and what y'all are about and everything, um, are you guys cool if I ask you a couple questions just to kind of break the ice so they can kind of get to know you on a more personal, intimate level? Yes, let's do it. Perfect. Okay. And y'all can totally jump in together, or if you just want to do one, it's totally up to you. But the first question is this, what are your favorite books or your favorite podcasts that you, like, have to listen to or are reading currently right now? I'm going to start, and then I'm literally going to toss this to Jamie, because I hate reading. It's so bad. I I mean, I actually like love the idea of it. I have a bazillion books, but I am not a crazy reader. And I also don't listen to that many podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, It's it's like ridiculous. And my life is so crazy. And so I like, I'm going to divert to Jamie because she does both of these things very well. Yeah, Jill, I'm constantly trying to convince her to just ignore those responsibilities and read because that is a much happier lifestyle for me. (laughs) I ignore pretty much everything when I pick up a book. So I am constantly reading. I read five books last month, so not to bring anything, but that is my life. I know. And I lead a book club. So I will tell you the last book I read was um, the last thing he told me and I actually really, really liked it. I read it in two days. Um, It's a very quick read and it's kind of suspenseful and I'm about to start Pretty Things um, by Janelle Brown and I'm I'm super excited to read that because I've heard it's really good. I read all kind of genres. Um, I'm not particular. I got into historical fiction for a while and only read historical fiction. Um, but Jill, we are both doing a Bible study, um, God of Deliverance. So you are kind of reading yeah, a little I am. bit right That's now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because ultimately my favorite book is the Bible and I do read that every single day. Yes. Same, same. See, I feel better about myself already. <laughs> That's awesome. I love hearing y'all, you know, we don't really know at this point yet in the podcast how, you guys met and I know that's not one of the questions but can y'all tell us just like in like two minutes or so how you met each other yes so um we were asked to join a bible study group by a mutual friend we did not know each other and we came to this group it was a really tiny group and over the course of I would say a couple months we kind of got to know each other better and then one night after bible study we it was something we had talked about dreams in the bible study dreams that God's placed on our hearts and Jamie started telling her story of this vision she had gotten from the Lord on on a dream for her life um, about speaking to women and and just like her heart for this yeah well I afterward I just sat there in awe the whole time because God had placed the exact same vision on my heart like almost identical and so during the during the I didn't share during group but afterwards God was like 
um, go talk to her. Go talk. To, I kept feeling this prompting to go talk to Jamie. And I literally blocked her from pulling out with my car <laughs> from pulling out of the parking lot. And I was like, um, we need to talk. And so we just shared our hearts with each other. And we knew right then that we needed to pair up. And we, we had several different adventures we took before this that kind of were flops. Okay. Um, being that we're both educators, uh, I had I had been writing and wrote a post called Teacher Be Still. And um, God kept telling me personally I needed to stay in my lane and love on educators and pour into educators. And I just was like, Jamie, let's do this. And we just, she's crazy too, just like me. So we just <laughs> jumped in and hosted a conference, had about 400 teachers sign up for our first conference. Wow. And we knew that we were on the right path. <laughs> And yeah. on, we've just been both crazy. We're both entrepreneurial spirits and we've just stayed the course and God continues to guide us. I love that. That is awesome. I love how both of you kind of had a similar vision and dream in your heart. And God is so like that where he orchestrates God-ordained relationships and friendships where you're at the right place at the right time. Totally. And yeah connects those divine connections. That is awesome. What a cool story. Okay, question number two. What is the best advice that you ladies have received, let's just say, in the last year? Hmm. I I was thinking about this one, and I started seeing a counselor this year because I was like, I just have so much in my head all the time. I'm a really anxious person. And my husband was like, oh, my goodness, you need to talk to somebody. And so I started seeing a counselor. She's a Christian counselor, and she's just fantastic. And, yeah. and she over and over has said to me, because I often I often like to jump in and, like, wrestle with people on things, not argumentatively, but just, like, talk things out constantly. And, and she's like, yeah. you're bringing a lot onto your heart, Jill. And I said, I know. And she said, I want you to focus on one thing. And I said, what? She said, be still, which is the name of our company. I was like, are you, are you messing with me? And she's like, no, this is what I'm getting. She said, you have got to slow down and just be still with the Lord. And she said, and this sometimes means like practicing self-control when I want to talk or I want to get involved in something I shouldn't like stepping back and giving myself that time to just listen to the Lord first. And, um, that's kind of been like my hill to die on is trying to be still, but it's really, I've, I've really been trying to focus on that and just, it's hard in uh, the culture we live in because we're constantly go, go, go and as a mom and um, sitting still is hard for me. So that's, that's been a great piece of advice for me. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Jamie? Um, I think this is a hard question too, because I feel like we've got so much information and a lot of conversations going on right now. Um, but I think probably the best advice that was given to me was from a friend of mine. I've known her probably about 20 plus years and we conversate regularly. Um, all things, all things, Jesus. Um, when I have questions, I tend to go to her, um, and ask and we work through it together. And she told me recently to, um, make sure I'm not putting my faith in people because, I will tend to be disappointed by people and that right now my focus um, should be being in the word and the promises of God and putting my faith in that um, because God will never disappoint and he will never let us down or go back on his word. So I've been trying to hold on to that. That's so good. I love both the topics that y'all talked about, just about rest and being still, which is so hard for, I think, 
easy person to really do, <laughs> especially yeah. women that have a drive and a purpose. They want to do what they're here to do and go out and accomplish it. And then just what Jamie said, too, even just taking time to hear God speak and value God's opinion over what man's opinion is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so valuable, especially with everything going on today. All right, so today's hashtag is Stand Firm Teachers. And for those of you who are tuning in and listening um, for today's podcast, we have Jill and Jamie on, and they are some profound educators. And they also have a um, social media account called Teachers Be Still. And basically, you all are helping educators, um, not just locally in Texas, but from what Jill has told me, too, even hosting conferences for other educators and teachers just to help them through walks of life and throughout their educational backgrounds where you provide this profound encouragement and personal wellness for these educators globally to help protect, really, their spiritual, physical, and mental health. Yeah. And I love that. Um, You know, a lot of times I feel like, you know, you guys are actually the first educators, teachers that I've had on our podcast. And I love that because I think a lot of times, you know, just speaking from my perspective on this subject, I'm a mom of three boys, and, you know, I'm not really – Um, actively, I guess you could say, involved and aware of the teacher community within even um, our local schools here. And so reading some of you guys, like, website and blog and devotionals, and I'm not even an educator with this, but it has really opened my eyes. um, And I was telling Jill this earlier, even seeing the video on your YouTube about the heart that y'all have to help your communities and globally and teachers just with their spiritual, physical, and mental health, that it's making me take a look even as a parent and be like, how can I better serve our teachers within my community? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big pill to swallow. Um, yeah. I think education's always been, obviously it's always been there. But I think recently it's just been more in the spotlight. But, you know, we started Teacher Be Still before all the crazy pandemic stuff started because teaching has always been hard. It's always been challenging. And I think as things have evolved, um, the expectation on teachers has increased. But the uh, protection of their wellness and even even the financial contribution to teachers has not increased. And so um, it, it leaves it up to individual teachers to put those boundaries up and protect themselves. Um, you know, we my mom was an educator for 25 years. My aunt was an educator for 30. My sister's an educator. My cousins are educators. So I come from an educator background. And when I started teaching, I vowed I would never teach, first of all. Yeah. Um, Jamie and I are both alternative certificates. She has a marketing degree. I have an event planning degree. Now we're using our degrees, but we weren't when we were teaching. And um, when I t- started teaching, I quickly saw the downfall of the health of educators. And it was so heartbreaking. And Jamie and I taught in different genres. She was in high school in a more uh, alternative school with a rougher demographic. And I was in 
elementary and a more wealthy demographic, but the teachers were feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. And that really broke our hearts because they don't take care of themselves. They have the highest, uh, the highest claims of gastrointestinal claims under health insurance in the United States, because they just don't have time to properly hydrate or eat right or slow down to eat or pack the right foods. And when they get home, it's crazy. And and it's just so sad. So we just decided that it was time to start doing what we can to pour into educators and, you know, when we say stand firm, our company's built off of Exodus 14, 13 through 14, when the Israelites have their back against the sea and Pharaoh and his army are coming at them. And, and God said, I need you to not be afraid. Stand firm. Be still and I will fight for you. And we felt like that that is educators right there. God is saying, I've got you. I need you to be still, but I need you to stand firm in protecting yourself and, and trusting me. So yeah. that, that's kind of where that comes from. Stand firm is stand firm on so many things. Stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your values. Stand firm in your boundaries. Stand firm in your devotion to the first ministry God gave you, which is your family. Right. And, um, you know, stand firm on, on anything that you feel you need to protect to keep yourself healthy. So that's that, that in a nutshell. <laughs> no, I love that, too, because, like, um, I think even on website if I was reading it right I think it was either 58% or 63 I can't remember it was a percentage that you even talked about how you know teachers they're so used to getting out like all the time from their students and classrooms all the way down to some of them have families to go home to as well and uh, Jamie actually you mentioned it on uh, the video talking about how you know, when you go home, like, it still sometimes doesn't stop. You're still in teacher mode, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're still having to navigate grading papers and putting up assignments and all these different things, whereas, you know, how you are talking about, it's, it can be hard to stand firm when you have all these things that you're trying to do just with your job alone, let alone pull time aside to focus on and stand firm for even just your household. How has that been for you all, you know, as educators? Like, how do you balance that? Or is it still an ongoing process where you have to kind of daily make that choice that, okay, when I'm at school, I'm taking off the educator hat once I arrive home so I can focus on my family or how do you guys do that? How do y'all balance that? So I think for my own personal experience doing that, um, because I taught before I had my own children and then yeah. I had my own kids and then I was still a teacher. And so I kind of got to um, experience both situations. And this is where we talk a lot about the mental wellness piece of what we do, because the reality is even teachers who are good at setting boundaries of taking off that, okay, I'm leaving it at school. I can't, now I need to focus on my family. Um, Although they may not bring bring the papers home to grade or the lesson plans to look through, they more than likely are thinking about it. And that's when like guilt sets in. So we're feeling guilty because we're not accomplishing (laughs) what we think we need to do in order to be the best teacher possible because 
if I'm not prepared and ready for the day or I don't have the papers graded when we have students and parents who expect to get them back in a timely manner, then I'm kind of failing as a teacher. But then if I'm doing it while I'm at home when I should be making a dinner for my kids or playing with them outside, then I'm not being a good mom. So there's this constant tug and pull for educators because both jobs, being a mom and being a teacher, pretty much require 24-7 participation. (laughs) So, I mean, we there's been nights when I've woken up and thought, you know, like I got to sit down with my prayer journal right now and pray for this child because God just woke me up and I know he's been struggling in this area or whatever it may be. And so I think that the key for me, like the, the point when I finally came to a good realization was that when I finally did say, I can only get done what I can get done. And instead of worrying about the things that I can't, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to focus on the things I did accomplish and, and, and I'm going to try to shift, you know, I, I love the word repent, which, you know, means change your thinking to really yeah. shift and change my thinking about how much I've actually accomplished in a day. And then over and over again, after doing that for, for a long period of time and realizing my students will still, we're, we're still learning and being successful, even though I said no to some things and that the school didn't catch on fire because I didn't take a wagon out to my car to work on over the weekend, we were still functioning and we were still being successful. And then I was still able to just be a mom to my boys. And so I think it was that kind of like realization moment of um, sometimes when things are expected of us or whether we put those expectations on ourselves, it's not even coming from an outside source. Um, we feel like we're, we're stressing and we're fearful of the outcome without even knowing it. And once I saw the outcome, everything's going to be okay. Um, in order for me to be a good mom, I have to say no to some things as an educator and we were still fine. Everybody was still okay. And so I think it just takes that getting into a routine and a habit, but I will tell you that, um, of all, I worked in three different districts at multiple different schools. And I felt this same issue with, you know, all of my teacher friends. It is yeah. a real struggle that they, and and not being an educator, it's really hard to understand that. Um, and so being able to just talk about it and say, this is what's happening in our educator community. And being able to be honest about it is actually the first step in being pretty helpful. Yeah. I would think that that's pretty freeing as well to other, you know, educators that get an opportunity and a chance to sit down with you all and just to be able to have those open conversations um, within that field, too, to be able to be so relatable to each other and know that similar things that they're walking through, you both have walked through, and now you're taking it, you know, everywhere, globally now. Uh, Jill, talk to me about these encouraging um, conferences that you do for teachers? Like, what does that look like? How did you guys come up with creating this this conference? And I think it even said that y'all create some type of, like, spiritual encouragement with devotionals for teachers, too. Yeah, so that's actually how we started um, when we got this crazy idea. I said, hey, let's have a conference. That was February of 2019. And 
Jamie's like, okay. And so we put it out there in April. We sold out in three days. I said to 400 educators and we had no conference planned and we had never done a conference. And we were like, okay, we have a conference to put on. And uh, God just opened doors left and right. We pulled off an incredible conference for hundreds of educators. And um, we just basically, Jamie and I both have health stories. Jamie went through breast cancer as a very young woman. Um, okay. I, I've dealt with all kinds of different things, being a blended family and having addiction in my house. Yeah. Um, and so we both are very transparent in our stories because teachers are real people and they deal with real things and they still yeah. have to go to the classroom and put on a happy face. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just decided it was important for us to share the realities of our lives with people. And the best way to do that was through a conference. Um, we have some really awesome friends that are incredible speakers that we invited to come. One of them is a nutritionist that we work with. She comes and talks about fast, easy, healthy recipes for teachers. Um, we have other motivational speakers that come talk and it's something we've continued throughout the years. Last year we went all virtual and we actually reached over to South Africa and several other countries that that just blew our minds that God did that because we were so sad that we couldn't be in person. And yeah. Um, also didn't know what we were doing with the technology and, uh, we pulled it off thanks to some awesome friends at a local church that really partnered with us. And now we've branched out into schools. We speak at schools, uh, directly and people always say, you're a faith-based company. You talk about Jesus. How do you speak in public schools? And we say, you don't have to speak scripture to bring the hope of Jesus into a school. And that's something that we like to always say is that hope, the hope of Jesus comes from loving on people. And so we go into schools and we love on people and we teach them how to love on each other. And we share our stories. We're honest. And, um, and we tell them, like you said, it is freeing and it's okay to be a real person and it's okay to say no. And it's okay to say, you know what? I can't do that. And, um, I think the more that we equip and encourage and empower educators to do that, the healthier they'll be, which bleeds into the children. You know, we always say, hope you mentioned it about not when you're not an educator and your parent, it's kind of a world you don't even think about because as moms, I mean, we're here to back our kids. Jamie just got off a parent conference for her own kid. Like I'm here to support you as teachers, but you know, my kids are my number one and, Um, I think that one thing Jamie and I like to say is that the best way that you can support your child is to start by supporting their teachers because getting involved in board meetings, helping these things happen that are, you know, changing in our world to be able to get in there and say the voice of a teacher is quiet because teachers are too tired to speak up. They are exhausted. They don't want to go to a board meeting. They've been in school all day. You know, they don't want to they don't want to speak up on social media, they might lose their job, you know, they're, they're scared. So they're quiet. So I think that parents being able to say, Hey, what do you need? What can I help you with? Like anything helps. And, um, you know, I think that that's another part of our mission is really to get, get behind the parents and say, this is how you can help them because we've been there. We're a voice for them. And we want to be able to, um, equip parents now too. Yeah, and I love that part. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth when you were saying, you know, I was just about to say, how can women like me who are parents get more involved within, you know, their school districts and, you know, locally, globally, whatever that looks like to really, you know, understand and show appreciation more for the the teachers and educators. And it was funny, as you were talking, I was thinking about, 
you know, hey, this is even greater than PTO. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's something like, uh, just being honest, like something on my end, like when I help get involved in different things um, or try to get involved in different Mm -hmm. things with PTO, I'm like, oh, wow, like this is even more profound. Like, you know, just it really struck me when you said just asking the teachers of my own kids, like, what is it that you need? Yeah, like and I'm, I'm that type of parent that like emails the teachers, so like they hear from me probably more than other parents. But it's, <laughs> that's it's, good. It's, it's mostly been like, hey, my child seems like they're struggling in this. What can I do at home right. to kind of better help what you're instructing and teaching in the classroom? Um, but even just asking about their well-being, you know, yeah. like taking time to hear their struggles or thoughts and saying, hey, what do you need? But also, even if there's anything you need prayer for. Yes. And I think that, like, we always say, you know, asking teachers what they need for the classroom is incredible. But also asking what they need within the community is huge. Because, like I said, they don't have the energy or the time to get involved. And sometimes they rely on parents, but the parents don't know. So they go to school board, you know, with the mindset of my child but if more parents can head to the school board meetings or just even in their community talks head head into those discussions with how can I help my teacher um it's really impactful and I think that that's something that we need more of and um you know we always say a positive note to a teacher is gold it is it is something that they don't get a lot of nowadays of just hey I see what you're doing you've really impacted my kid or me in this way um, or the community. And I'm so grateful that really goes a long way with the teacher. Mm, that's good. I love that. Okay. As we get ready to close out, y'all tell me how can um, our audience and listeners begin to follow you on social media, whether it's personally, if you're cool with that, or maybe it's just with uh, the teachers be still. What's your website? Any information like that that you want to leave with them? Jamie? Yeah, I mean, we are on most of the social media platforms. So Instagram is our favorite. I think everybody kind of has a favorite. Um, Instagram is our favorite, but we're also on Facebook. Um, We do have a Twitter and we do have a TikTok, but to be honest, we don't interact a lot on those because they're new to us and um, (laughs) our age really shows there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, and what I love about what we do on social media, and we've kind of talked about this a lot here lately, is like, we have a group of people that are super engaged that follow us. So we don't have necessarily a huge following. We're not in a cool crowd that gets a swipe up or anything like that. But what we do have is people that consistently DM us um, and interact. And um, it's so cool because it's a way to be personal with the teachers that are in our community. And it makes it really feel like a community. So I love that. And we share ideas with each other. And it's just like kind of that daily touch. I feel like most of us get a lot of negative throughout the day and we have to combat that with positive, right? Because otherwise we could get really down. And so for every five bad interactions we have or negative thoughts, we need 10 positive ones. And so we like to use our social media to bring hope and encouragement 
um, and engage with our people. And then Jill is actually in charge of our email and most of our blog. And so being subscribed to our email list is probably has the most perks because she sends out tons of practical tools and tips and things that teachers can do every single week. And it gives them some self-reflection time and it's really um, short and sweet. So it's easy to manage for busy schedules. Yeah. Um, And we, we also, in those email, we put discounts. Like if we have a conference coming up because we speak in schools, so we do schools. We also like to get in front of PTAs. We also partner with churches to do uh, pour into their congregation of teachers personally. And mm-hmm. we tailor all of that to the school or the church. But our email list gets first dibs on any discounts we have. So if we, if we have a conference, we'll give them like first dibs on conference tickets. Or um, we have a mercantile that's, ex- that's especially for educators called the Educator Mercantile. And it's like all kinds of unique gifts and a subscription box that's a monthly subscription box for teachers and it's just like fun teacher stuff that's practical so Uh they get first dibs and discounts on all that too so how great that is awesome i love the teacher box idea yes and we do parent packs too so parents can order a, a parent pack and their teacher will get a box um during the holiday season end of year and beginning of year Oh my gosh, that is genius. I love that. Thanks for sharing that on there too. I'll I'll definitely have to do that. That sounds amazing. Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming and being a guest on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I have just thoroughly enjoyed uh, hearing you guys' story, your background, what you're doing um, all around the world with this mission that God has put on your heart for our educators. Thank you for doing what you're doing and answering that call um, that the Lord has put on your heart. And I just know that God's going to just take it even beyond what you are doing now. Um, I'm so prayerful about what God is doing in our country, in schools, globally, everywhere. And so I'm thankful to know you have said yes um, to the call that God has put on your heart and just, you know, being open and honest and real with all the educators and teachers, as well as listeners um, that aren't familiar with that, um, how to, you know, get involved within their community and school. So thank you so much again for being here today on the podcast. Hey, listeners, don't forget to check out uh, them on all their social medias and teachers be still. Go and subscribe to their newsletter, the blog. Get you some parent packs and teachers get you Um, Some of those amazing feature boxes with a merchandise that you can be involved in. Y'all have a great day. If this podcast ends up speaking to your heart, don't forget to share it on any of your social media platforms. And we will see you back here again for another Straight Talk with Hope episode. Peace out. Have an amazing day. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode and it spoke to your heart, go on Apple iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. We love to see what you guys are saying about the podcast as well as sharing them on your social media platforms. If you want to learn more information about who we are, what we're doing, and where we're going, check out hopelamberson.com. You can also access us and follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, 
Facebook as well. I look forward to seeing you on there. And I hope you guys have an amazing day. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope for you. We'll see you back here on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast.